Yo, what's going on? We're here with another episode of the Halfcast podcast, uh, keeping the trend of bringing... We had two of the BMFs last week. Thank you very much for... It's been a massive uh, response. And uh, today we've got George Ferocious Cambosis, my man. Thanks for coming in. Man, we're here. You know, obviously I, I tuned into your last week's episode. Man. You know, you had the, uh, the BMF of yep. the UFC. Now we've got two. the Aussie BMFs. Bro. Yeah, now you got the Australian BMFs right here. There we go. I mean, um, I mean excited to be on. Cool, bro. Well, um, there's a couple of things I wanted to clear up before we just got into it. Uh, obviously, today's uh, some big fights. We've got the UFC in Auckland, New Zealand, and we've got the Wilder Fury fight. Man, first of all, who have you got Wilder Fury? You know what? It's, it's a tough fight. Um, you know, I've been tossing up and down since yesterday until the weigh-in. Seeing how heavy Fury's come in, I think uh, Wilder's going to capitalise on that. I think Tyson's looking for that big shot and... Uh, you know, when you when you exchange it with fire with a guy like Wyler, you know, he's gonna get caught. It's crazy. I'm man. thinking between one to six. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go put some money on it as well. Right. So, so we quickly sneak out. Yeah. I'm gonna throw some right. cash on it. You know what I mean? Might, so, I'm, well, I might be wrong, but I might uh, run down there with you. Yeah, Gamble yeah. responsibly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then um, the next one is the UFC, Auckland. Yeah. Uh, a lot of boys I've just watched, uh, saw now that Kai Kai won Kai France. And uh, there's plenty others on there. Dan Hooker, you said you knew him. Yeah, look, uh, Dan's come and watched me fight when I fought in New Zealand when mm-hmm. I was a co-main to uh, Joseph Parker. I actually got a really close uh, relationship with uh, his father-in-law, Andy, who's uh, you know a successful sporting uh, star back in the 80s and 90s. You know, I mean, he's played for Australian soccer and um, really nice guy. I didn't I've know known that. him for a long time. So, Man, uh, Dan's, uh, Dan's a... Full serious guy, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. You, have you have you trained with him or anything? No, I haven't trained with him, but I know Andy's always brought it up and said, "Look, man, we should uh, get you and you, you and uh, you know Dan doing some sessions together." And um, he's like, "Man, maybe you can uh, cross paths one day and obviously do some UFC and stuff." So yeah, that that drive, bro. You, I can see that same fire yeah. with, with you guys. Uh, it's um, you know, he's just a real serious guy, mm. no fucking around, and he's gonna bring it to you in training, no matter whether it's something like that. Hundred percent, man. And, and I'm the same. You know, when you're in the gym, when you when you're uh, preparing for a fight, you're preparing for war. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you can lose your life in, in that ring for or in sure. that octagon. Um, I mean, it's serious business. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's why I take my, my training camps and obviously when I fight. So, professional boxer, 18, 18 and 0, 10 KOs, top three lightweight contender at the moment. You've also got uh, Ferocious Promotions, CEO, yep. father, husband. Uh, anything else to add to that? Man, it's a lot. You know, I mean, that, I think... All that is, is, you know, is a lot just there. Yeah. You now we're doing a lot of things. You know, we've got big fights coming up. Uh, World title eliminators. You know, I'm a father of, of, of two beautiful uh, kids, my, my daughter and uh, my son. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my promotional company running now, which, you know, we're signing fighters. We've got fighters, you know, fighting on different cards. So we're, we're running with that as well. And, um, I mean, obviously social media is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, man. That's and then obviously right. training like a beast, you know, twice a day, three times a day. So... It's a lot, but um, I mean, time management and, and obviously I get through, through yeah. it all. And what, what led you to boxing? I know um, it, it brought us up, so I wanted to talk about this topic because uh, obviously I think you've seen on social media there's a, <clears throat> a kid that's been bullied at the moment, um, Quaid. Mm. Uh, so he, I think he has dwarfism. Yep. He, uh, uh, I don't know if he's half Aboriginal, but uh, I saw the video. It's full on. Um, but you mentioned that you were also bullied as a kid. Is that what led you to boxing? Yeah, look, I was bullied pretty heavily at school. I was an overweight kid. 
Really? Um, you know, everything. And it's hard to, to believe. What, yeah, you know, how what, fit were, I am. what were you weighing? I used to weigh around 61, 62 kilos back as like a 10-year-old. I mean, so, so I fought at, I fought at 61.2 right now. Mm-hmm. So I was a short little stocky, you know, uh, Greek, Australian yep. kid, you know. And um, you know, I was playing rugby league back then. You know, I was, I was a good player. I always put 110% into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, always had that focus and dedication. But I just loved to eat. You know, I'd go to my grandparents' house and they would throw food at me. I mean, they still try to do it even when I'm making weight. They're like, eat, eat, no, look, you look unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. You don't look well. <laughs> um, and look, my old man, you know, he's, he's been with me for a long time and, and I've got a very good close relationship with my old man. You know, obviously, yeah. I, I see you with your with your father as well. And, you know, I mean, I can relate to that. Yeah. Obviously, my father's not in the gym, but, um, you know, he, he's always there with my career and he looked after my career early. And, um, you know, I was playing footy and he goes, look, we've got to lose some weight, man. You're not going to be able to make these A side, you're not going to be able to cut it. So, um, yeah, we, we decided to head down to the boxing gym. And one thing led to another, man, I just fell in love with the sport. What fell in love with that. that? I was uh, 10 years old. Yeah, oh, wow. I love the sport, yeah. man. I fell in love with it. And, you know, just that raw combat, um, you know, of being one-on-one with someone, mm. you know, preparing for, 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 for war, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just fell in love with, with sparring and the whole thing about yeah. it. Um, so I lost a lot of weight. I lost uh, about 12 to, to 14 kilos. Right. You know, I went back to the next uh, season for footy and, you know, the coach wouldn't even recognise me. He goes, well, where's George? Well, there's that skinny guy over there now. You know, the skinny young kid. So, um, you know, my footy got better. My footy got better. And obviously, I started having my, my first couple of amateur fights. Yeah. Uh, I was successful in that. And, you know, my old man would always say, look, you're going to reach the cross paths one day. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to the part where, you know, it's going to be a cross pass. So I couldn't understand it at that age. I didn't know what he meant. But, um, you know, eventually when I would fight on a Friday night and then play footy on a Saturday, mm-hmm. after that, I knew exactly what he meant. Yeah. And, um you know, the day I made the actual Sharks representative team de- development squad, um, you know, I mean, went to the first training session and my heart wasn't there. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a fighter. Uh, I never looked back since that day. I know, you, is it your cousin plays for Sharks? Uh, no, my uh, my sister's uh, boyfriend. Oh, yeah, right. Billy. Yep. Um, Billy Magulius. And yep. Yeah, he, he plays for the Sharks. He's doing well. He's in the NRL team now. He's in the NRL yeah. team. He's actually had, he had a big year last year. Yep. Uh, he had his two, obviously, games in the NRL, but he's done some really good things with the Newtown Jets and... Mm. Um, pretty much one of them games, you know, back to back in the grand final and and the state cup. So he's doing awesome. Um, you know, very hungry kid to you too. You yeah. know, he, he puts in a lot of work, and um, when you put in that hard work, you're going to be successful yeah. with whatever you do. And that that was coming back to yours. I, I wanted to know, like, did that did that bullying give you <clears throat> that drive to work harder to lose the weight, or was it more the father's side? Because as a kid, you don't even really understand what the bullying is. Hey, you don't. Uh, it's hard to yeah, see where that drive comes from. Um, like the what we've been trying to do on the podcast lately is uh, one, um, find that one percent that's made it in sport, mm. like made it to the top echelon yep. uh, of sport, and uh, what key factors drove them to get to that situation as kids? Because it starts when you're kids, man. Those of course, lessons yeah. of hard work, those visualizing where you want to be. Uh, we did it with Mark, and uh, and what were those hardships that you went through and that adversity that you got through to make you here? And bullying was one of them. Obviously. I think so. I think the uh, the bullying, you know, I mean. When you come last, you know, with whatever you do, you know, you pick last. You know, school, they're picking teams and, and uh, you know, lunchtime sport, I mean, or lunchtime footy, you pick last. You know, that, that hurts. You know, you, you want to be picked first. Um, you're doing races, you're doing things at school, you're always coming last. So I think, you know, that there, you know, where you want to get to the top, you want to be first. That there has stayed good with me mm. um, since that age. You know, that bullying factor, you know, you, you, you know how shitty that feels. And, um, 
you know, you, you're always going to, as you progress in your, in your career, you know, you want to keep showing um, good in what you're doing. And obviously, you want to inspire a lot of, lot of young kids too. They're getting bullied right now. Yeah. Um, we've seen it, obviously, in the news in the last couple of days with this young kid. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's very sad. Um, but there's so many other kids too, you know, getting bullied as well. So For sure. He's, um, he's one of thousands, millions. Yeah, if not millions, yeah, around yeah. the world. And, and see, the, the, the problem is now, like, I don't know if you've seen what's happened. There's been a lot of... So even they've, there's people come out saying that he's done stuff as a kid or yeah. his mum. And then people have said that he's doing this on the internet. But there's been scammers. I don't know. Have you seen that? I've seen, so, yeah. I've so, seen a little bit of it where they're, they're, they're saying that he's 18. Yeah. So Man, I, the, I, the kid's I, a kid. I spoke to, do you know Joe Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he um he just said he goes, bro, I know him. Yeah. He's, he's a kid. He's a kid, yeah. yeah. I mean, and whatever uh, he's putting his social media and yeah. mucking around. Exactly. He's a little kid. He's probably know? said the wrong things to people of as course. well. But no one until they've been into his situation can yeah. understand what that kid's gone through. Or so until you meet the guy, stop writing shit about That's him. That's right, hundred percent. And make your own call on that. Don't yeah. listen to what other people are saying about a kid and then make the call. And the sad thing is, you know, you see it on social media. It's grown men, you know, grown yeah. women talking that are saying he's talking shit about a little nine-year-old. Yeah. And, you know, you obviously you'd see it in, in your side of things yeah. as, as a sporting star. And obviously I see it as well where you've got grown men and women, yeah. you know, sitting behind a computer or I'm behind a phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Writing, writing things and writing, you know, rubbish. Yeah, man. I, um, I, because I'm sure you, crazy, you, yeah. you would see it as well. But I, I think it happens a lot with boxing uh, because a lot more people have boxed in Australia yep. than they have done wrestling yep. or MMA. But... Uh, for some reason, they have a lot of opinions and strong opinions about boxing, and you see them. These guys that have never fought telling you how to. Well, that's the you thing. You need to throw more left. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> you know, with my last fight, you know, I mean, I, I beat you know former world champion yep. in his hometown, in his backyard at Madison yep. Square Garden. And look, there's a lot of people that that were you know so happy and uh, happy and, and positive, but. Again, you're going to get a few guys. Oh, he's not yeah. world level. Okay, yeah. I just beat a former yeah. champion. He's yeah, back here. No. Uh, 18 and 0. You know, I mean, I've wiped out everyone here in Australia. Oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. Okay, yeah. well, I beat a former world champion. I mean, <laughs> you tell me when you beat a former world yeah. champion in his backyard. So Thanks, it's with everything, man. Yeah. It, it comes with the territory. And um, it's sad in the society we live today that, yeah. you know, it's that's, humans, it's that, humans but it's strange. It's going to happen no but matter what. Look, the crazy thing is, never in my life, you know, obviously I've had a lot of people write stuff and well, it is what it is. But you know, wherever I go, wherever I walk, you know, been to big fight nights, been to big cards, uh, wherever in the world, you know, or in Australia, never have I had anyone come up to me and say, you know what? See your face, bro. You don't know how to fight, <laughs> or you don't know how to do this, or you're rubbish, or, you know, so I'm waiting oh, for man, the day, bro, because, bro, you know, obviously, I'm the, well, I'm the BMF of Australian <laughs> boxing, so uh, I'm waiting for the day someone to actually come up, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know, I know, if I know exactly what you know, mean, You know what I'm and, talking about, yeah. And, but the funniest thing is, if you ever reply to some of these people, Straight after that, this mother- same motherfucker that just said you ain't shit will yep. go, oh man, I'm a big fan. That's right, 100%, man. <laughs> like, I've had guys write shit, you know, like a couple of years ago about certain fights and then they've come back to me and say, man, I wrote shit. Uh, I didn't like you, but now I'm a fan. Yeah. So, oh, all right, okay, it's, okay. Yeah. No worries so, then. Yeah, it's, uh, um, <laughs> welcome, it's, welcome aboard. It's, um, it's, it's like a... It's hard, it's hard because even when you... Like a lot of people will say that it doesn't get to them. But you know those comments, they'll stick to you sometimes if they if they throw it up against the wall. Some of it will stick. Yeah, especially and, when uh, you put your heart and soul into, into, exactly. into things. You know what I mean? Like they don't understand that the, the hard work, the training, the sacrifice. You know what I mean? The, the time spent away from your family. Mm. Um, so many factors that come into what, what we do, you know, as mm. fighters. And then you're putting your life on the line. And then you've got someone that's never thrown a punch. Um, doesn't even know how to put hand wraps on, you know, let alone you know do any sort of boxing or, or, or fighting or UFC, um, to come and say something. You know, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh man, yeah. oh, please, man, please, <clears throat> like, 
It's it is uh, what it is. What it was, uh, I, I read a good thing in um, uh, uh, David Goggin's book, yeah. and it was like... Uh, <laughs> he was like a lot of these people that say this stuff are, it's because they're so insecure about themselves yep and I was like I fully understood that but he was like but also these bullies sometimes there's some truth to it mm. he was like so, like if you're fat and he's calling you fat maybe it's because you're fat yeah, yeah like, well, if you go train what you did then you take that power away well, from that's him that's right now you're the man because right. you took that away from them he's 100% and, uh, correct yeah there, there's uh, as you notice there's a bit of changes on the podcast we've got one camera now so we did hear some of your comments some of them are bullshit but <laughs> you know, like um, uh, you should have some sort of like IQ test to be able to comment on. <laughs> yeah, man. Like on social media. If 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 people are gonna sit there and comment, you know, what I mean, like at least show me some proof that, that you you're had a boxer. A fight yeah. or, you know, what I mean, or you hit the bag. You're hitting the bag wrong. Okay. So well, send me a video. You, of, you saw that Stephen I mean? A. Smith, the uh, basketball reporter. I've heard about him. Exactly spoke what about happened, cowboy. Yeah, but I know he did say some stuff. And about then they put cowboy. the the thing up about him doing pads. Well, I've seen him do pads <laughs> once. Like, well, okay, well, that's your. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. there's probably a two thousand things I can pick that you're doing wrong yeah. there. You know, but uh, um, last year, man, massive year for you. Yeah. I was uh, uh, doing a bit of study last night and watching some of the fights. Mm. Um, from your first fight in, uh, it was January, wasn't it? Yep. With um, that was a Manny Pacquiao undercard. Yeah, it was the Pacquiao brand undercard. I was yeah. obviously the uh, main sparring partner for Pacquiao yeah. again. Um, that was my third camp working alongside him. Yep. So and and that's what I, I wanted to get into. It was uh, how how long before the Manny Pacquiao um, undercard were you training with him? We trained for about nine weeks. So we were in the Philippines for four to five weeks. Um, and then we was done that the your last... first camp with him? No, that was at my third camp. Oh, third camp. Yeah. Well, that was for that fight. But oh, um, right. Yeah. I worked with with Manny for the uh, the Jeff Horn fight when he had yep. that fight here, <clears> and um, I was actually supposed to fight on that card, mm-hmm. um, have a big fight on the card. But my partner was pregnant, and you know she was very close to, to giving birth. We don't want to risk anything there, so no we pulled out of that card, and we don't want that stress. And because um, it is so much, it fight is, man, is so much stress on your partners, especially your me being away and and me being in the Philippines and. You know, even when I was in the Philippines for that first camp, I was always worried that, you know, I was I had no Wi-Fi, so I had no uh, phone uh, d- data on my yep. phone, obviously because you're in a third world country, and you get back to the hotel and you get your Wi-Fi, and you're like, please don't tell me the baby's come. <laughs> yeah. You're checking, okay, you ring up, everything okay. So yep. that's the risks and, and, and things you do, you know, f- to progress your career. And mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously, I sat down with my partner and discussed that before I went. Um, you know, that that opportunity popped up through um, Freddie Roach and and, and my old trainer Justin Fortune, um, so you know I couldn't let that go. Mm. And my partner was understanding. She said, "No, you go. Um, everything will, will yeah. fall into place." But we had a great camp. Obviously, the fight didn't go the way we planned with him and him and uh, Jeff Horn. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, then he came back for the Matisse camp. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I never thought I was going to get caught up again. I gave him great work in that first camp, but I didn't think that he'd be looking for something different, you yeah. know, for the Matisse camp. So when he called me up again, and said, no, we want you again. That's cool. Uh, that was awesome. I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Testament to your work ethic yeah. and your, your like, grind. Yeah. So, um, how, did, how did the initial um, uh, the initial camp with Jeff Horn come about? Well, I was sparring in uh, in LA for the first mm. time I was out there. I was sparring some real heavy hitters. Sergey Lipnitz, who's former world champion, uh, Andre Klimov, and, um, and I was giving these guys real, real good work. So uh, my old trainer, Justin Fortune, came out and said, look, um, you know, Manny's got a fight against Jesse Vargas. We're interested to possibly have you sparring uh, against Pacquiao. Unfortunately, Jesse Vargas is, is pretty tall, and obviously I'm not the tallest fighter in the world. Yeah. Um, so that didn't work out. But when I went back for my second camp, and I was sparring at uh, Wildcard, 
uh, in front of Freddie and I was sparring Jose Ramirez, who's the current WBC and WBO world champion, and Ray Beltran, who's a former world champion. I was sparring these guys back to back, five rounds each, so 10 rounds straight with world, world champions. Yeah. Um, these guys were all sparring partners of Pacquiao. So when Freddie obviously seen what I was doing with, with yeah, and he was seeing that he's like, okay, put it not on them, bro. Well, yeah, <laughs> okay, giving okay. giving that serious work and like, okay, um, I mean, how would you like to go? Yeah, go spar Pacquiao. Um, I mean, obviously he's fighting an Australian guy, and uh, yeah. you know we really don't too, know too much about Jeff Horn, but um, I mean, would you like to come? Mm. And maybe there is a main sparring partner. And I said, of course, let's do it. So I still had to go and fight. I had uh, that big fight against Kamil Bala, which was the co-main. Yeah. Um, that was that, a huge, yeah, huge fight. That was in June. Oh no, this was oh, prior. This that was, was prior. Year, yeah, that was, that was that was 2018. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, in New Zealand. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I had that big fight to get through. I had to win yeah. that fight. And obviously, Camille Bala is, is a serious, serious fighter. Yeah. Um, throughout the fight, I was obviously starting to beat him down and, and break him down, but I copped a pretty serious cut on my eye. My first thing that went to not even thinking about the fight. It's like shit. Pacquiao sparring. Hope that doesn't affect this Pacquiao sparring. Oh, that was in uh, training. That was in that was in the fight. Oh, yeah, in that the was fight, in the yeah. fight. So, uh, yeah, man, we, we got through and we, we we ended up doing the camp with with Pacquiao, and then when we got caught up again for the Matisse camp, you know, it was it was awesome, man, to to see yeah. how a world champion, a guy that's done everything in boxing, mm. how he comes back from uh, you know defeat. Yep. And does he still have that hunger? And the way he trained, the way we we both trained and pushed each other, mm. um, you know, was something mm. you know. You Did never you, forget. Yeah, like I, I know when I've met people like that on that level because it's not so much starstruck, but it's like um, almost like mentor mentorship. You know what I mean? Mm. You know they've been inside the game so yep. long and the the level that they've been at. You're trying to pick up little things from them. And then, um, would you count him as a mentor or like a? Yeah, look, a lot just, of the has he taught you a lot or changed the direction of your uh, career or anything like that? A lot of the things that you know, the, the things that we've done. You know, the three camps were world championship. You know, training camps, you know, he was all having 12-round world title fights. So everything he was doing, I was doing the same. Yep. So even though I haven't fought for my world title yet, um, obviously my eliminator's coming up, which is a 12-round fight. It's pretty much a world title fight. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I've done three world title camps. You know, I know what I've got to do yeah. to put in the work. I know that 1%, that a legendary fighter like Pacquiao does, mm. I have that now. I know what I've got to do. Yep. Um, and he did, yeah. He did put in little bits and pieces. Yeah, was that there added to my game? Was there surprises in it that you go, oh wow, that's uh, that's look, something to take away? Yeah, look, there's there's little bits and pieces, obviously with the running and, and you know the amount of rounds he just pushes out so many rounds. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you're fighting a 12 round fight, but the guy will do like 24, or 30 rounds um, in training camp every single day. Um, so yeah, oh, it, you it, boxers take some punishment, man. man we take punishment. We're sparring three times a week, yeah, and I'm going going to war with Pacquiao, training yeah. leather. Um, this is not your your average guy, you know. I mean, yeah. this is one of the best ever. Yeah. So, I mean, what he's over, done, the records are incredible. No one's ever going to do that again. Mm. No one. You you look at uh like people were talking about. Oh man, that that was a hard round, twelve round fight or something, and they're yeah. going, man, he's taking some punishment that'll take some years off his life. Mm. But he's done twenty rounds, thirty rounds a day inspiring yeah that's what like, i mean yeah don't well, worry not, about not sparring he's doing 12 round sparring but the pad work oh yeah so as soon afterwards. as you finish sparring yeah. he'll do Straight the pads in and the yeah. bag and just Non-stop. seeing how he continuously yeah grinds through um was great lessons for myself yeah. and i'm doing the same thing how now. much is he running man even the running we're running every single day we're doing 10ks three times a week of mountain running yeah. in his hometown um then we're doing like four or five k's of sharp fast running he yeah. loves to run. Yeah, that's why when you look at his calves, yeah, you know, they're, they're, that's that Filipino uh, calves. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they got big. The they got big calves, man. That's why they generate so much power. Yeah, for sure. Um, monster calves, but 
uh, it's crazy explosiveness yeah. off the off the floor. Yeah. I was just watching um, a breakdown of Deontay Wilder and why he's able to generate so much power. Yeah. And it was off of the um, it was his ability to launch. It's like mm. he hits seven miles per hour just from his launch when he throws his one-two. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The the amount of power you can get from obviously your feet. Yeah. And even the slightest thing with my new team, um, we're working on the slightest thing from your toes. Yep. You know, from your ankles to your Achilles to your shins. Yep. You know, it's a chain reaction. Mm. Uh, people say, Fuck, man, you're so explosive. You're so powerful. You're so, uh, you know, so strong. Uh, how do you generate so much power and explosiveness? Well, it's all the little bits and pieces. Starts you add everything. It starts from the ground. I mean, I can shoot a shot. Obviously, we've seen in the Mickey Bay fight in round 10. I mean, where a fighter's supposed to be slowing down. All of a sudden, boom. Still take him down, put him down. I mean, we'd be so explosive like that. I saw that um, combo. That was a fast man. Bump, yeah, man. Obviously, yeah. And to, you like it, it, was, yeah, it was boxing one one You had to go, you know, land that shot, catch him, put him down, and then make him miss. He did not get hit. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it shows the hard work is, is truly paying off. And I'm, you know, maturing as a fighter and you know, becoming a veteran in that ring. Obviously, I've had 18 fights, but um, I truly feel I'm a veteran in that ring now. So the sweet science, man. Like I, you, we've said it a few times on here. You. Boxing's now that you're able to master it. MMA is still so far away yep. from that. That's why you're able to see these people with the no losses. I think that, what there's probably only John Jones at the top level that's really had the no losses, and even that was a disqualification. So mm. uh, it's looking like people are starting. So who in Australia you'd be? It'd be like you. Oh, shout out Daniel Lewis. He's fighting today. He's fighting today as well. Yeah, he'll be fighting soon. So yep. obviously uh, me and Dan have some history back in the amateurs. He's a great kid, man. I, I respect him a lot. Um, another guy that's you know, not sitting around here. You know, got a lot of guys here that just sit here in Australia and wait around and... and won't you know, fight each other, right? Yeah, won't fight each other yep. and waiting for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, man, Dan's just going out there and doing his thing. Nice. Um, that guy that was fighting was like six foot something. The guy he's yeah. fighting, I don't know how he makes the weight. He yeah. did make the weight. Yeah. Um, I haven't man, seen the other guy fight. Is he anything he, good? Or? For a tall guy, yep. he actually wants to come inside and... and, and, and oh, really? Yeah, and try to break a guy down. Um, I think that would work in advantage for that. Daniel Lewis, yeah. but... Um, yeah, we'll see, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be an interesting fight. Then uh, on the Australian scene at the top, uh, Jai Opatia, he's probably yep. one of the others. They're coming up. Um, who else have we got? Have we got any heavier guys, really? Um, there is a really good amateur guy, Justice Hooney. Um, oh, I heard that name. Is he from Queensland? I think he's from Queensland, yeah. yeah. So I, he's I'm making a bit of young, noise. Young kid, hey. Young kid, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's a beast, right? He's, he's, he's a really good fighter. I've been having a look Tongan at him. Tongan or someone? Or? I think so, yeah. yeah. There, there is, yeah. Some Islanders uh, in him, but... Man, the, the kid is a really good fighter. Yep. Um, big chance to win a medal in the Olympics. Oh, really? Coming up, so we've it, never had a medal in, yeah, in boxing. Is so. um, uh, is it true that they're going to put uh, pros in allow pros to fight in boxing? There is. I'm pretty sure there is some some truth to that. I'm sure that they've already started doing certain things like that. If you've had a certain amount of yep. fights, um, you know you can be in the Olympics but yeah, because I think boxing is the only sport where it wasn't allowed because yeah. like tennis soccer they're all pros yeah, basketball they're, they're all professionals yeah. you know but, I mean you've got and you know, the I, best of the best in, in, in them I honestly would, don't want to see it pros in the me boxing either, like either. amateur is amateur That's pros right. pro like it's two different, two different sports two different one's sports. scoring points the yep. other one's supposed to really you're trying to hurt and maim each other you're trying to kill each other in 100% the, I mean you go from 3 rounds to 12 rounds yeah. totally different ball game yeah. um, so look you stick with the amateurs. That's that's your you know, obviously your apprenticeship. Yep. Um, some guys just want to be amateurs for the rest of for the rest of their career. Yep. Um, represent obviously the Olympics and, and and make them teams and win medals. Um, yep. It's a whole different ball game. You know, sure. So. And uh, 
so how many how many amateur fights did you? I had a hundred amateur fights. Yeah, yeah. which is big numbers for Australia. For Australia, it's a lot of a lot of numbers, a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of fights. Eighty six wins. Yep. When uh, when did you? T- what age were you a pro? I was uh, so as an amateur, I was thirteen. I started yep. having my amateur career as a thirteen-year-old, and I turned professional as eighteen. So you didn't fight for three years. So you said you went into the gym at ten. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was about years. yeah, about, about uh, yeah, two and a half years. Nice. Um, three years. So you know, it was it was crazy when actually when when my old original coach, amateur mm. coach, um, you know, I went there to lose weight for footy, mm. and then obviously he goes, "No, nah, you're ready to fight." So I remember my dad picking me up that day from from boxing. I go, "Oh, my coach." Uh, he says we're ready to have a fight in Queensland. Go, okay, this is uh, this is interesting because we came here for for footy for training yeah. and stuff. We didn't come here for for Fight. fighting. Go, nah, let's let's do it, man. Let's, I was young, you know. Yeah. You know, you don't think of it. I think the younger you are, the, the earlier you get into the sport, yeah. you know, the better it is. You know, if you if you're bred into it, and obviously you're young when you're doing it, yeah. You're not thinking too much of oh, what if I get hurt? What yeah. if this happens? What if that happens? It becomes um, a natural thing. Yeah. Like so now, yeah. fighting's yeah, as well. You would know. There's so many other things that would scare me more than I'd rather get into the ring than talk in front of a bunch of people on yeah, stage. Yeah. Like, uh, um, but this is another point to that two and a half years. Uh, a lot of people now, like, uh, uh, will ask me though, like, oh man, I just started um, training. How long do you think I'll wait till I have a fight? Mm. As long as it takes, man. That's right. Yeah. You're going in there to hurt each other. Mm. Like, if you if you need three years, take three years. Take, take if the your time, coach yeah. says jump in here, it, I've seen so many bad coaches and just make bad calls. Yeah. And they've gone, yeah, man, jump in because the promoters called him up. This guy's got knocked out cold. And, and now he's never going to fight that's again. That's right. Because and it broke him. Exact same thing I say to these young fighters and young guys, obviously, that want to turn professional or uh, looking to have their first amateur mm. fight. Okay, take the time to get 110% ready because, you know, I mean, even if it takes two years, three years, yep. at least you go in and you're 100%. If you rush everything, and the same with, with, with anything in life, if you go and rush something, yep. it's not going to be 100% perfect. You're going to miss the basics. And then, yeah, that's right, you miss the, the basics, you rush it. Um, and then obviously, yeah, things like that happen. Yeah. I, you get I, knocked out, you, you lose, you don't come back. Yeah. So and it, it's it ruins sad the fight to see those. So, um, I, like, I was the same. I, I don't think I turned pro. I was training for 17 years yeah. before. Yeah, you have to know little intricacies and distances that you can't pick up in short amounts yep. of time. We've even, uh, <clears throat> um, we've got, uh, it's called black tie boxing. And um, it's like they get eight weeks to train yeah, to have an amateur yeah, fight. Yeah, I've seen and that, yeah. That's fine because you're going up against other amateurs, yeah. and they try they match you up They're based both on that. Matched yeah. up and, and both novice. And yeah. it's uh, the main thing for it is the reason why I like this is it's to get you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And men, it's really cool to see the growth of people where they go from doing nothing and then they jump in here. Yeah. And men, to see the high that they have afterwards, like from accomplishing something. That's right. That, that yeah. These guys have and they love it, man. Yeah, just to be in that ring and yeah. and to. You know, even if you don't get the win, you know, I mean, like yeah. I'm talking about these guys, you know, where they've done nothing before like this in their yeah. life, to jump in there and, and, and have a go. Yep. I mean, yeah. I think everyone should should try it once in their yeah, life, for you know, sure. go in there, fight, see what it's like to fight yeah. another guy. Obviously, if they've got the same level as you. They're not going to put you in yep. with yep. a guy that's had 20, 30 fights. Um, it, it's incredible, man. And yeah. the feeling you get, the confidence and to say you've done it. Yep. Um, and I bet these guys, anyone that's ever done that, won't sit around and Talk smack, talk, talk smack that, about that, every, every about any one, other fighter yeah. again because I know what it's like to, to have prepare for a fight. Of course, have, you get the yeah. respect, and um, they also know what getting punched in the face is. That's right. This, yeah. uh, this generation is able to just talk about and not get punched that's in right, the face. Punch, <laughs> and if you do try to put one on someone, yeah. you get in trouble. So uh, it's a crazy world we live in. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, so since then, it was uh, June was the last fight. 
Ah uh, no, it wasn't your last fight. It was the mid year. So we yep. went. You went MGM, which we, yep. that in itself was crazy. That's the only place yeah. I haven't been that I want to go well, for fighting. It's, it um, was a it was a crazy year, you know. Like the three arenas, obviously we'll, we'll go through it. But the three arenas and places I wanted to fight from a young kid when I started boxing, I said to myself, I want to fight in these arenas. I accomplished it in one year. Yeah. So um, they just popped up, and it was funny because obviously we got the MGM Grand yeah. fight. We fought uh, Ray Perez, a very dangerous live. Uh, live fighter you know I mean that guy was on a roll he was coming to the fight beating a former world title challenger knocking him out and obviously beating a top 15 uh, rated fighter and knocked him out as well so he was on the roll uh, he was looking for, for a big win against me but we are boxing we box smart um, actually popped my eardrum in round two really I had, had that from perforated eardrum yeah from, from a nice uh, nice little short hook yeah and I kind of just moved in towards it and caught that and shot and was it the the whole glove hit and the air, air I think it was the yeah it yeah. wasn't a, a wasn't proper a big, big shot it was more the glove yep. and it kind of yeah just popped the Perfect eardrum air pressure um, so look I knew straight away that okay this round two I got another it was an eight round fight I got six rounds to go I got a box could be, be smart and get through this fight um, yep. you know obviously done the business the whole lead up to that fight obviously being with Pacquiao was, yep. was, was incredible uh, heaps, heaps of exposure heaps of media especially US media was huge um, you know, yep. it's, it's an arena that I always want to fight at. So yep. to do that in Vegas was, was, was real cool. Um, and then we went to, to Greece in June. So went yeah, back to Greece, yeah. One. So uh, you went against Richard Pena? Pena, yeah, Pena? from for Venezuela, and yeah. Was TKO, and what was it? So was that the first time you fought in Greece? Yeah, look, first time I was actually ever in Greece. Oh, really? You know, I'm Maybe. a very proud Greek. Um, you know, my heritage is very important to, to myself. And, mm. um, you know, I bring that with me to the fights. You know, I got that all over my back. You know, of, of where I'm from, where my family's from. Yeah. yeah, you know, my family's from from there. Um, so to to be able to go to Athens and you know fight in front of a, a pretty packed arena. You know, boxing's not their main sport there. Um, and for us to be there and walking down the street and people say, George, Campos, Campos, yeah. And we had open days and and huge. It was it was amazing. Um, and I did promise them. Obviously, we went and had a look at the uh, the famous Olympic Arena there, and we seen the big Olympic Stadium. Um, I did promise them one day I want to come back. You know, I'm going to fill out massive arena. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, with with the big world title fights, um, you know, we bring a massive fight there. It'll be, be awesome. For sure. So we've done the big business there, and man. yeah, it's good, man. It's good fun. And then obviously the recent fight, you know, in December, you know, Mickey Bay, former world champ at MSG, Madison Square Garden. Mm. You know, I actually made a joke to my old man. You know, when we fought at MGM, I go, man, we made it to MGM. And after the fight, and now he's got to make it to MSG. Who knew at the end of the year we're going to fight MSG you know, against a guy like that? Yeah. So I'm um, just going on the um, Mickey Bay fight. Uh, so I've never had a split decision. And what yep. what was that like at that in that time where you know when you've heard him, yep. he got the points, he got the points. What are you thinking in that moment? Well, I knew even leading into that last round, I yep. knew I was up. Yep. I knew that. You know, I was winning, leading into that last round, I was up at least four or five rounds. You just never know what these but motherfuckers are going to judge. That's but. right, man. You know I mean? you got to think, I'm in his backyard, and I thought of that straight away in that last round. I'm in his backyard. He's their former world champion. Yep. I mean, I'm the Aussie guy, the guy that's coming up, but he's their old school guy. You he's know, already he's got had, one point on right. the card. He's got their points on the card. You know, I'm just like, okay, let me go make a, a, a definitive, you know, um, point in this fight. You know, let me, yeah. let me make a statement right now. So as soon as I switched it on, Mm. And I came in there, went looking for a bang, caught him, put him down, and put a statement on, obviously, on the whole fight. But when they did call, obviously, split decision, yeah. my promoter, Lou DeBella, who, obviously, is a massive promoter in the US, big-time yeah. promoter, I could hear him behind me. He's like, no, no, don't tell me. That, it's, yeah, they it's thought bullshit. You were, yeah. They thought you were going to do your... I'm like, you know what? 
it's meant to be. You know, I mean, it's yeah. all part of the fight. I'm gonna win this fight. Yeah. And obviously, they they, they read it out and still undefeated. The man, you know, bro, from the Sydney, man, from the Sydney, man. That's the one, Sydney, bro. Australia. Um, I mean, and look, that was a risky fight. We weren't supposed to fight Mickey Bay. You know, yeah. they were looking at a different guy, a guy that we're gonna walk through. Um, you gotta think, I was already number three in, 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 before mm -hmm. that fight. We already had that eliminator ready. Yeah, it, it was coming. You know, big, big eliminator fight, big payday. Um, obviously, big opportunity to, to get to the number one position. That was already set. Yeah, but I'm the kind of fighter that wants to work test myself, beat and I done I, I done it here. I beat the best here. Uh, I done it back to back, and you know when when Mickey Bay's name popped up, I, mean, I said, "Let's get him." I hadn't even looked at him. Yeah. I remember from him with being with the old Floyd Mayweather crew, and yeah. obviously he trained with Floyd for 15 years, and Floyd Mayweather Senior as well was his coach. But um, I said, "Yeah," within without even looking at him, bring him on. Let's do it. You know, this yeah. is the kind of name I want in the US. Um, everyone, as soon as I was in the gym and going to spar in different gyms, mm. they knew, "Man, you're fighting Mickey Bay. That's that's a big fight." So yeah. Everyone knew who you're fighting. Yeah. I wanted and that. everyone are, uh, underestimating you still. Yeah. Right? Like even now with all of the fights coming up, bro, yeah. they still look at like the, I'm talking about the armchair quarterbacks. They're like, oh, he's not. And then every time you prove him That's wrong. That's right. You keep proving him wrong. Man, I've, I've been copying that for, for, for years, man, since um, since my Australian title fight yeah. in my sixth pro fight where, you know, I fought a, a veteran, a two-time Australian champion. They said, man, you know, the Cambosis and Cambosis team is taking this way too early. Yeah. I said, no, no. Don't worry. I got this. You know the guy, if he beat me, so be it. I wasn't ready. I oh, mean, but I knew what I was going to do. I'm a confident yeah. fighter. And I've known every time when I've stepped in that ring against high-class guys, you know, Ogilvy, Bala, De Los Reyes was a good fight. Um, and obviously my last fight, Mickey Bay, and earlier this year, Ray Perez, these these dangerous guys. Um, I knew what I was going to do. I mean, so now again, when I come up against Lee Selby, I, mean, I know exactly what I'm going to do. You know, this is a world title eliminator. Everything I've worked for has uh, come to this moment. This is my world title fight. That's it, man. And uh, so the winner, the winner of the your fight with Lee, that's at MSG in Wales. The winner of that gets Lomachenko. Yeah, well, look, oh, this or is, the winner of Lomachenko. Yeah. And so this is this is May 9th. Uh, yeah. Look, it's going to be in his hometown, Wales. Um, you know, this is obviously they they won the uh, the rights to do the fight. Yeah. Um, how does that how does that come about? Look, we, we went back and forth with them. We tried to get the fight here. Yeah. Is that um, so? Debella will speak with yeah, them. Yeah, Debella speaks with them. Obviously, yeah. he's with Eddie Hearn. Yep. Um, oh, so Eddie Hearn. Yeah, I man, he was looking like it was going to go to a purse bid. Yeah. Um, they threw some 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 good money, and you know what? I'm the kind of fighter that I thrive on going in someone's backyard, taking it there. Um, you know, I man, if I'm going to beat a former world champion in his backyard, and I just done it against Mickey Bay. Yeah. I mean, let's do it again. Let's do it against Run Lee Selby. You know, let's do it in front of his hometown. Um, now he's been in the game a long time. Yep. Yeah, he's 33. He's on old legs. Hey, you know I mean? He's on old time, legs. Eh? It's my time. I'm 26. I'm young. I'm hungry. Um, I'm getting better and better. If they seen, if they think they've seen something good in the Mickey Bay fight, man, I'm going to be 100 times better. I've mm -hmm. learned a lot from that fight as well. And um, look, this is the fight to get to the winner of Lomachenko Lopez. I'll be the mandatory to uh, one of them. So Lee, you know? is, is he number one or two? Well, he's no, I'm number, I'm number, I'm number, uh, number three. three. Yep. He's number four. So right. one and two is vacant. So this is for the number one position nice. to be the mandatory. That's how they do it in yep. IBF. But he's also number one in the in the WBO. Yep. So he's number one in the world in the yeah, WBO. So, so you take all spots. This so. is, yeah, man. You take them positions. Um, and look, I'm I like Teofimo. I've met him. I've spent you know a, a small amount of time with him. Um, he's a real good kid. Uh, wish him all the best in the fight, but I'm hoping Lomachenko, you know, wins yep. the fight. He's got the name. He's the big that, fish. That's your money. That's your money fight. Uh, yes, yeah, right? like, look, look, I know it's the, not just the, the money, money but that—that's 
that's your in Australia that's boxing, my fight. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest. That's the biggest fight. And look, to be honest, even you know, it's it's not about the money for me. It's it's about getting my hands on these guys mm. and, and getting in the ring with a guy like Lomachenko. And again, so many people would doubt me. Even when they spoke about it earlier this year, where mm. Aaron went out and said we want to do it in Australia, man, it went crazy. And you, you had a few people that said, man, don't underestimate Cambosis. Yeah. But a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, Loma's gonna 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 kill him. So, well, that's why yeah, I put my fingers up. I said, okay, the more you talk, the more it motivates me. Exactly. You know, I'm the guy that's out there, you know, running late at night. I'm the guy that's training two, three yeah. times a day. So, and this uh, uh, that's, that's a, what I'm I want. I love it. Glad you put, brought that up because uh, that. That drive and that work ethic that you got. Uh, I was speaking to Mir, our strength mm. and conditioning trainer. Yep. And uh, he was like, sometimes he has to pull you back pull and tell you to yeah. stop training. Well, and it's funny. Even on, on Friday, you know, we're doing our big squats and and all our weights. And I'm telling, come on, let's add weight. Mm. He's got his little piece of paper and he's got the number. He's going to kill me now. But uh, <laughs> he's got his piece of paper with his numbers. And I go, listen, stuff your numbers. You know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, let's up it. Uh, that's the way I am. I just he's, right, he's, always um, want to train. He's, uh, he's probably going to not like either sides of this. Yeah. But I, I tell him, I was like, bro, sometimes it's not science. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Man, sometimes just, I'm just going to fucking go for just it. Just work. <laughs> yeah. And you just get, you get pumped. You get in the zone. You yeah. get focused on obviously your upcoming fight. And, yeah. you know, you're just in the gym and you just want to push hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, same when I'm in camp in Miami, you know, we're, spa, we're supposed to spar eight rounds or 10 rounds. Bring another, bring another sparring partner in. Bring someone else in. Let's do more. Yeah. Uh, pads, you know, man. We hold a, a certain amount of rounds we're supposed to do. Nah, let's do another two, three, four. I mean, let me go hit the bag for another two, three, four yeah. rounds. Um, I just feel like the more you do, obviously you got to yeah. be smart. You got to yeah. train smart. You can't over push it. But I, th- I feel the more you do that mental edge, you yeah. know, and, physically and you're probably not even doing too much physically, but it's mentally. You know, I'm doing more than what. Yeah, obviously my opponent's still exactly, and that's and, why I'm. I'm built. And sometimes you mess it up. Sometimes you do go too hard. Well, yep. I don't know if you have, but I have a few times. Yep. Sometimes you just push it over. Like I'm almost drowned in the pool one time. It's like two weeks before you my camp. Hard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like three sessions, and I was like, oh, I wonder how hard I could swim. And I just kept doing sprints yeah. until my body gave out. Well, man, <laughs> and I almost drowned in the pool. Oh, I'm, I'm not like, the <laughs> best swimmer. So after that, after that first second lap, I'm nearly drowning. So, but put me on the road running. Oh, yeah. run, man! I can, I can run like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. run. Yeah. I'm not the and best uh, obviously talking about uh, before Billy Magulius, obviously uh, my sister's boyfriend. I was going to do my 10, 12k run, and yeah. he's like, he was home, and he's like, "Let's go! I want to run with you." Go, all right. Let's see how you go. So, man, I ran, I ran. I pulled back a few times to obviously yeah. keep him there. And um, he freaked out. He goes, man, you can run. And when that competition uh, comes in, bro, yeah, you're yeah. just like, I want to break you. I just you. want to run. It's, I want to break you. With, with me and Pacquiao. <laughs> yeah. Man, if you've seen the way we not only sparred and trained and, and done everything together, but the way we ran, it yeah. was competition the whole time. Yeah. Who's going to win? Who's going to push each other? Now, so, we're pushing each other. He's saying something. I'm saying yeah. something. So, and see, that might good, even man. be why the you said that you weren't the sort of style of fighter that he wanted, but maybe he wants that. He was like, he wants that kid that wants it more yeah. than everyone else. He wants to verse you and know that he's still and holding he said it with it the kids. He goes, I see a lot of, of of you, you know, coming up in the way I was as a young Man. young fighter, hungry, you know, and, you know, you do whatever you can, whatever it takes, you know, to, to get what's yours. Yeah. I mean, I've had that goal, you know, of becoming a world champion in my head and, you know, we've had to go through some big fights, had to go through a lot of different things where obviously at the, at the start we went signed to that promoter we were doing everything ourselves, me and my father. And, um, you know, we had to go through all that stuff, yep. you know, trying to get the big fights, trying to get out of Australia to get to the US. Um, you know, we beat certain guys to get our opportunities and then we are there. Yeah, we, we got there and we've we've taken risks, we've taken chances and they've paid off. And again, we're taking another big yep. big risk to go into this uh, this former world champion's hometown. But I love it. I thrive on that and I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to take him out.
and it's uh, good as well to see how all of your goals have aligned. Mm. Like the last year, you said bang, bang, yeah, bang, yeah. knocked and it, them off. And it's be, it looks like it's because you've just nailed it on your goal. 100%, uh, yeah. And it wasn't like, I, I want to do this. I want to fight at this arena. It just happened. It just, from the hard work and from the victories and, and, and me pushing myself, um, they just aligned. You know, yeah. it, just, it just came through. And everything has just fallen into place. And there was times early in my career where it's, you can't see it. Yeah. It's like, this can happen. It's going to fall yeah. into place. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, there was days where I was just, yeah, it's frustrated. Just a, it's just faith, bro. Yeah, hey, I mean, you but have to yeah, just believe and obviously it. I know you're going for an injury now. Yeah. And um, obviously I can imagine how frustrating it is. You just want to be in the ring. You want to, oh, you yeah. want to be in the octagon. You want to fight. Um, but look, you'll look back in two years, three yeah. years where you're at that stage at the top and say, okay, that all happened for a reason. That made for you sure. stronger. That made you obviously Men, the person you are. For yeah. sure. And I, I believe it. And uh, because, Stuff that's happened in the last year that I've accomplished, mm. man, almost compares to how important it was that I was in the UFC. Yep. Like, uh, uh, yeah, stuff that's just happened outside. I've gone shit. This bro, if I wasn't in, was if I was fighting, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, of course. Um, a, a cool, a lot of cool things have come up like that. And another one is um, uh, a project that we're working on. Hopefully, a uh, couple months for people to come do this mental toughness challenge yep. and. Yep. Uh, Comment below if you'd like to join in. We'll, it'll be like a 40-day thing. It'll be especially for... There's a lot of people that um, couldn't do the boxing because they didn't want to box. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to try and bring up something to something sort of different, teach yeah, mental something toughness. Something out of the box, yeah. yeah. Um, because it's not just physical side. It doesn't matter how physically strong they are if you're not there in of the Of course, mind. and you you know, you, you go inside, obviously, to, to fight another man. You know I mean? You know how raw it is and how... Um, you know, you could be in the best physical shape of your life, but if one little mental one little thing that half a percent you know something goes in your brain or something changes um, it could totally stuff up everything yep. um, it's crazy man and I've done that obviously with, with, with certain fighters that I fought and I knew that physically they were, they were great fighters technically really good fighters talented guys but mentally I knew that I could get in the head mentally by saying a few things by doing a few things yep. by showing them that man I'm training harder than you I'm doing this but even by just saying and showing them that I'm training harder than you gets in the head I yeah, mean, so. I, I, lo I love that mental side of it. Yeah, it's it's the mental warfare, and a lot of guys in Australia don't understand. It's big in the US. Yeah, massive. Um, but that mental warfare, that old school, obviously warrior, that Spartan yeah. warrior, the Samurai warrior. Um, you know, I mean, I love all that stuff. Yeah, the, that's, that's um, what excites me. The, the it's a it's a lot. Uh, I guess it is coming out a lot in MMA, fighting in general. But it's um it's like an old school boxing thing. Yeah. Hey, like they've been you've been doing it for a long time. Long now. time, yeah, and. Uh, I was I was trying to I was thinking about this just yesterday when I had the podcast coming up. I was trying to think about like core differences in MMA gyms and boxing gyms, and uh, like one of the things I noticed with um, boxers, especially that bravado of being like mm. like I'm the man and stuff. Yeah. And I was trying to think. I was like, we don't have any. There's there's no mirrors in MMA gyms, but in boxing gyms, Box, yeah. it's massive. So you sit man, there all day and you're just looking at yourself. Yeah, I'm the there's man, I'm the best. I'm the, the mirrors everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And boxing gyms. And I know that's like a lot of technique based, skill based, but I'm sure that would bring up the ego, which in therefore would bring up the self confidence. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you look at yourself in that mirror and you see the man. Yeah. Obviously, you see the person you want to be or, or where you're mm -hmm. heading, um, and you see yourself throughout camp. Say it's ten week camp. You see your body at the start, then when you get close to the fight. How ripped and strong, and you look at yourself and say, "Okay, shit, I look man, good yeah, today." That's so, why I noticed you got the slick back yeah, hair, I got bro. The slick back hair, you know. I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a strong, you know, 135 pound lightweight warrior, and um, you know, I mean, that's 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 the confidence side. Mm. I mean, you need that if you're going to go into a fight and not feel confident. You're going to 
you know, some people think that you're, you're being cocky or, yeah. or, or you know, you know, being brash, whatever yeah. it is. Um, it's not, you know, you're, you're getting that confidence side. It, it actually motivates you. It pushes mm. you. Yeah. Um, you have to know that you're total, the best going in there. That's like, right. There's two different sides. And obviously the things that I've said throughout, obviously, my career coming up. And um, I mean, back a few years ago when I was fighting these guys in Australia, I was yeah. pretty loud and I didn't have no kids. So there's more things I'd say. Obviously, I'm a little yeah. bit more reserved now and laid back. And especially after doing the camps with Pacquiao, I've been a humble yeah. guy like that. Yeah. You learn a lot of things. But, um, you know, I mean, you you learn from what you say. And, and obviously, yeah. you, you it, it motivated me. It pushed me back in them fights. Mm. Um, and look, we're going to see some, some fun stuff throughout this, this camp as well. Mad. And I, I know I'm already in Lee's head. And um, there'll be plenty more, you know, especially when I get over to Miami in two weeks. Mad. And how long are you doing your camp there for? This will be about nine weeks, yeah, in Miami. Uh, no, we'll be seven weeks in Miami, and the last two, two and a half weeks will be in the UK. Um, you know, we'll be, we're making sure that we're coming to camp early. I'm already in great condition, yep. already in great shape. You know, weight's great, not heavy. Um, How much weight are you cutting? Man, I'm only cutting, you know, max 10 pounds. Oh, know, wow. Which is nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. I, I walk around because I'm always normal? training. Yeah, that's normal, normal for me. Yeah. My coach, uh, obviously, in Miami, can't believe I come into camp, and after the first yeah. session, you know, I could make weight the next day. Yeah, um, I feel strong. I feel good. Yeah, different I mean, people have different outlooks on it. Yeah, like if if you don't need to like look, but perfect example, Wilder. Yep. What's he? Ninety six, ninety eight kilos. Yeah, that's right. So you don't have to be super, super heavy. Yeah. You know, to, to generate that power, yeah. or the explosiveness, and I've always felt, you know, I mean, staying around that that weight range, I mean, and training all year round, you know, as a professional. Um, when you come into camp, it's easy to make weight. Yeah. You're focusing on the fight. You're focusing on the game plan. I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, man, I've got to make weight. I've got to lose this weight. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Um, you're just focused on, on doing the business and doing the game plan. Yeah. I got that from Cowboy. You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. That's right, 100%, <laughs> man. And, and I've always you know, been in that same mentality. Yeah. You know, from, from, from a young, uh, young fighter coming up, always in the gym. Um, you know, but my biggest thing is, after fights, I'm back in the gym straight away again. Yep. And I, I should learn to take a, you know, at least a week or so. Rest, pull up the brake Pull a back, bit. yeah. And, yeah. and obviously, my missus, you know, she hates me when, it, when, you know, obviously she backs me with everything I do and she loves, obviously, how much hard work I put into it. But after the fight, she goes, just take a Please, week, you know, just relax. Not, not for me, but yeah. not for, obviously, for her, but she goes, just for yourself, take a week, relax. Uh, yeah, I say, yeah, all right, no worries. As soon as I get, obviously, as soon as I fly back home, I'm no. in the gym, I'm training, I'm, I'm doing something. But see, I this just is what it, it takes, bro. If you yeah. want to be the best, like someone right. else is out there working. That's right, 100%. So what are you doing? It's like, and this is, it goes back to even as kids, like uh, people telling parents not to push their kids to be like this. Yep. Uh, if you want your kid to be the best, they're going to need this work That's ethic. right, yeah. It's like, if you want them to be normal, yeah. then yeah, keep them doing normal shit. Let them do normal yeah. things. That's but right. If, if you, you want to be the best and teach these lessons yeah. to be successful, unfortunately, they're going to have to do shit that you don't like. That's right, yeah. And look, obviously, my, my, my kids are very young right now, but you know, there's little things that obviously they see from what I'm doing. Obviously, my daughter's uh, obviously a little bit older now, so she understands what daddy's doing. I mean, she understands that I go and fight. And I tell her, I always, where's dad going today? Boxing, boxing. She mm. puts her hands up and... I'm more worried about her wanting to fight than obviously my son. Boxing, yeah, you know what I mean, but obviously I don't want my kids to fight. I really don't want them to fight. Yeah. But again, if that's what they choose, yeah. I'm going to support them. I'm going to give them everything that I got. Yeah. Um, and that's the same with whatever they do. Whatever they do, I'm going to mentally prepare them for yeah. for them to put their best in, not to put in you know, a half ass. 
you yeah. know, you know uh, things. And those are and those key lessons that you're going to look to them to and that's, teach? And that's the key lessons, obviously, I'm going to teach them, and that's the key lessons I've been taught from yeah. my father. Awesome. I mean, if you're going to do things, do it 100%. It's the same. It goes back to when I was playing footy. Yeah. I mean, I'd come last, overweight. Um, you know, the parents were sitting on the sideline watching the kids train, and the coach would say, look, go do the lap, the full, full uh, footy field. And I'd make sure I'd never cut the corners. I'd yeah. do the whole thing. And that was back then, before any boxing, before reading yeah. any books or having any thought of anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd come last, dead last, every time. And my old man, you know, already putting in them key yeah. placement and them, them, them things in, embedded into me in the car on the way home. He'd go, look, why don't you cheat? Why don't you cut the corner on purpose? Yeah. And he'd see what I was going to say. I'd say, look, no, I'm, I'm going to do it the right way. You know, yeah. it'll, it'll pay off somewhere. Yeah. And but, look, it has, man. It is now when I'm doing my 10Ks, 12Ks, when I'm yeah. sparring, everything I'm doing, you know, I make sure that I don't cheat because yeah, I know if I cheated back then, you cheat now. You maybe corners, I wouldn't be where I'm right now. Yeah. But you cut corners in PT, you cut corners in life. 100%. I've, yeah. I've, that's a big one from my dad as well, man. Yeah. Every single rep. Don't cut the reps. That's right. I can't yeah. stand when people jump up and they're like, they've done the rep. Well, actually, it fucking doesn't really bother me, to be honest. Yeah. The only reason it bothers me is because they're only hurting themselves. That's right, yeah. I was like, you and think you because you jumped up before everyone and you did eight reps. That's right. You didn't cheat No, no, me. it doesn't matter. You cheated yeah. yourself. You're cheating yourself. And the thing is, if you're pushing that weight, right, and you're doing your, your six reps and you're going to failure, you can't do, physically, your body won't push, you know. Yeah. At least you push everything out, you know. You, yeah. you, you go all the way to failure. I oh, mean, and, yep. and that's I'm a big believer of that, and it's been embedded into me from from a young kid. You're gonna do something, do it 110 percent right. Um, you know, I mean, don't cheat yourself, don't cut cut corners. And look, at the end of the day, it comes off. You know, you're there, you've you've made it. If it doesn't cut off, you can't look back. You obviously you don't look back and say, I should have done this, I should have done that. I mean, I never wanted to throughout the start of my career from when I started. I always told myself that I'm never gonna look back and say, Oh, I should have done this. Yep. Gave it I mean, I know I can beat anybody in the world. The guy's better on the night and he beats me. No worries, no problem. I know I didn't check myself. I love it, man. That's a message right there. Hear this man talk, spitting facts. Hundred percent, man. We're we're more than just uh, just a fighter. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of guys they don't realize that it's one thing to fight, but to actually have the knowledge and and, and to see things differently. Um, look, I hope we uh, from our podcast today we, we motivate and inspire. Even if it's just one person, that's why we do this podcast. One yeah. person, they hear your message, that's enough for me, man. 100%, man. Uh, so a couple of questions that we ask our, um, the guy, our, all of our guests. Uh, five people that you'd like to have dinner with, dead or alive, if you could have them. Ooh, okay. Um, obviously, you've got to have Tupac in there. Yeah. You have that's to have him in there. He's been on there a few times. Uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> would, yeah. Um, ooh, awesome, man. I've actually had dinner with Pac, yes. I can't say that. Yeah. I've had dinner with him a few times. Um, Sneaky break. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, who, who else? Uh, who else? It's man, a hard one, yeah, bro. We get, we get, we get, yeah. this, we get a few people with this one. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a hard one. Obviously, I mean, I, I love uh, so many different athletes. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kobe Bryant. You know, yep. man. Obviously, he's passed away now, which is yep. incredible. What's 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 yeah, happening? That there? was we we did a bit a bit on it. It was a sad, yeah, sad very day, sad, man. So. I'd love to, yeah, sit down and have dinner with him. But that's um, that same work ethic that he's got, man, yeah. emulated. That's right. And obviously, you, you got that book out, Relentless, which is his. Oh, bro. Yeah, man. So man really? Yeah. Bro, I'm Good so, friend of mine put me onto it. So. Man, I was going to mention this in the podcast to you because yeah. I was like, there was a couple of things and it made me think of you last night. With, um, so, the, this 75 hard thing that I'm doing. So, it's just... Yeah. 
because when I'm out of fight camps, man, sometimes I just like drop off a little bit. But um, the seventy five hard, it's uh, um, uh, read ten pages of a book a day. Yep. Uh, do two workouts minimum. Uh, one has to be inside, one has to be outside. Uh, drink a gallon of water and take a progress picture and stick to a diet, no mm. alcohol or cheat meals. And most of them are pretty easy, but the ten pages is the one that because I don't read ten pages yeah, a yeah. day. So most of them I do already, but you have to do them every single day for seventy-five days. Mm. And if you fin- if you don't do one, then you have to start at day one. Start, yeah. So okay. my dad started five times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my little brother started five <laughs> times again. But uh, relentless, I've been reading that yeah. book, man. And uh, yeah, far out. Like, yeah, every, yeah. Everything is hit, man. It's, especially it's... for athletes. Um, uh, the business side. Course, I, I was yeah. what, I was reading it going, fuck. I'm not crazy because I'm like looking at it and it's like it's talking there, about the dark side there. and like talking about why you mess up in life sometimes right, yeah. and I'm going, shit, this makes sense yeah. because I'm a zero or 100 person. I'm either doing zero or I'm doing or 100, doing 100 I'm all yeah. in, bro. So, um, yeah, that's, it. yeah, that's, that's obviously, uh, check I'm it out. Get, Relentless. Tim it, Grover, yeah, so. if you want to check that book out, man, definitely worth a read. But, um, obviously, you know, another guy that I love to have dinner, DMX. Oh yeah, oh, so yeah, really? I, yeah, I love DMX, man. I was so. just watching Cradle of the yeah, Grave yesterday. I'd love to, yeah, sit down and have dinner with him. Um, look, obviously McGregor would be cool. Yeah, you know, he's he's, he's a madman. Um, love to have dinner and probably end up going to a few a uh, few bars and clubs yeah, after party after. Love and you know party. what? Um, I love to have uh, dinner before my fight with my next opponent, Lee Selby, so I can look him in the eyes and tell him. I'm going to beat your ass. David. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, just before we go as well, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Someone else we tra- uh, train with, Josh C- uh, Colabell. Yep. Uh, I want to check up on his updates for the fight. He's um, He took the fight on late notice to fight on UFC Auckland. Uh, man, that's uh, that's similar to what I did. And uh, when, I, when I heard that he had the opportunity, because my manager got the same fight, and I was yep. just like, bro, he's a weight division up. And they were like worried about it. And I was like... Fuck that! You just take just the fight, take man. Take the shot, man. Like, yeah, when they the when shot. they told me um they ha- that I had four weeks, I didn't even ask the opponent. Yeah. If that's you get right. that shot, bro, let's go. Yeah. It's like figure it out Especially on the road. Take the, the race, see, man. Bro, you, it might never come again. Yeah. This is so, your opportunity. This is a, your breakthrough. So yeah, man. Yeah. All the best. I'm good on him. I hope uh, nothing but the best. I, yeah. I, I'm hoping that he won. We'll yeah. check that up, and we're gonna go watch the Wilder vs Fury fight. Uh, also, quick shout out to Drink West and muscle bros drink west will be releasing the beer it's launching may 2nd at lakeside lunch so get down there uh one week tastes delicious and did you want to shout out any sponsors or shout outs coming up so first of all your fight um obviously yeah yeah may 9th um in his backyard wales uh wall tie eliminator big big fight we're ready um about eight nine weeks away i'm physically ready right now so selby you better get ready um obviously all my sponsors yeah. all my people behind me you know there's, there's a lot of you guys obviously i appreciate your support um you guys have been backing there's a lot of you guys that have been backing me from very early in my career and a lot of you guys that have been supporting my career now so i appreciate all your support and um yeah man all the fans all the supporters everyone watching um here hope you've you, you've picked up a few things from here you, you've taken some motivation some inspiration from obviously us here having a chat and um, you know, all my supporters support me from from, from uh, my journey. You know, we're ready to win that world title, and um, you know, keep watching. My man, thank you. Next week, hopefully, we'll be doing a catch up with Bam. We'll have a very special guest if it's possible. He's training over at AKA. Thank you again, George Ferocious. Appreciate Ken it,